the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. Good morning. Seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock, and we are underway on this Tuesday edition of The Authority. It is the 23rd morning of the 11th month of the year of our Lord, 2021. Hopefully, coming up in two days, you will have something very, very great to be thankful for. Uh, today, I'm going to have a hard time finding things to be thankful for because I'm going to be continuing to count the bodies, and I'm going to continue to observe the blood that is on the hands of the American left. And I mean all of the American left. That is going to be the subject of our monologue this morning. The American left is continuing to kill people with progressive policies. It's not theory. It's not conjecture. It's not my imagination. It's reality. It's tangible. It's visible. And all you have to do is open your eyes. The American left is killing people like it's free. I will explain momentarily. Coming up on the program in a half an hour, we're going to talk to a man who wants to be a part of the solution. He is one of a very strong field of candidates for the Republican in the Republican primary for the soon-to-be-vacant Senate seat by... Rob Portman, we're going to talk to business executive Mike Gibbons at 935 about what he sees going on in this country in that regard and more. Then at 1010, you better believe that Peter Kirsten and I will have some thoughts on this. Peter will join us at 1010 this morning, as he always does, to analyze the most important news of the day. Before I get into the monologue about leftists killing Americans in record numbers and not caring a whit about it, Let's uh, let's start the day with a pledge of allegiance. If you would, patriots, please stand wherever you may be. And no matter who's looking or not, go ahead and stand and put your hand on your heart. If you have a flag, uh, flag, please face it. If you do not have a flag 
it's okay. And if you're driving, again, just say it along with us. Put your hand on your heart if you can drive with one hand. Leftists, Democrats who are killing people with their progressive policies and don't care, you can go ahead and take a knee next to your hero, Colin. For the rest of us, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. This is... um. This is something that is getting to be out of hand, and it's something that needs to be addressed, and it needs to be addressed in a very serious way in bigger places than a local radio talk show. I can't make that happen in bigger places. All I can do is bring it to your ears and hope that you can reach people who can. Because this needs to stop. There are literally billions and billions of Americans who could be dead simply by ingesting the the amount of fentanyl that has crossed our southern border in this calendar year alone. Do you know how much a lethal dose of fentanyl is? I can't measure it in grams or in, 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 in granules or whatever. Just know that it's such a tiny amount that when you count the number of pounds that continue to flow across our southern border because our government led by the progressives led by the socialist marxist communists biden and harris and mayorkas pelosi schumer who refused to slow down much less stop the flow of drugs and people across our southern border the amount that has crossed just this year alone would kill billions billions of people you understand that there's 330 million people in this country. They'd be killed two or three times over. That's right. There's enough fentanyl coming across our border to kill billions. That's not a misspeak. Do they care? Not a lick. Not a lick. The number of American citizens, the vast majority of whom are African American, who are being murdered in this country because of leftist policies is off the charts and I'm talking off the charts FBI statistics show the number of homicides not to mention other violent crimes but homicides on the rise in every American big city because leftists are defunding the police making it impossible for police officers to do their jobs. And the overwhelming number of victims, as I say, are African-American, and that's because the overwhelming number of perpetrators are African-American in African-American communities. In a typical demographic pattern, more white people are killed, over 80% of them, by other white people. And more black people who are killed are killed by other black people. That's over 95%. It's happening in black communities that police officers are afraid to go into now because if they actually try to do any police work, somebody's going to accuse them of profiling, harassing, intimidating based on race because of our systemically racist criminal justice system. And God forbid they try to effect an arrest and somebody resists and there has to be a physical confrontation and a scuffle and somebody bumps their head. Now there's allegations of police brutality. Leftists 
are killing Americans. And now we come to the most recent and most egregious example. Waukesha, Wisconsin. We now know who the driver was during that Christmas parade in Waukesha. We now know who he was and what he was and is. A career violent criminal who had absolutely no business being on the streets as he awaited trial for multiple charges of violent crimes. Why was he on the street? You should probably know by now. Because of leftist prosecutors like John Chisholm, the district attorney in Waukesha, in Milwaukee County, the soft-on-crime leftist prosecutors and judges in this country who are trying to bring about equity, there's that evil word again, trying to bring about equity in the, in the criminal justice system, they continue to allow violent people to get off, either to never be arrested, or if they are arrested, to get off and set free on an either no bond or a very small bond that they have to post while they await their trials. They're doing this because they want to try to bring equity to the system. There aren't as many white people being arrested and held and tried and so forth as there are minorities, people of color. Therefore, we have to be a little bit more gentle on the people of color, even if the victims of those people of color are people of color. Are you following this? We can't just lock up more white people to even out and bring equity to the criminal justice system so there's a similar amount of white people in jail and prisons as there are people of color. So the only other answer is to make sure that we don't put too many people of color in jail to have a huge disparity or a non-equitable number in our, in our criminal justice system. So we have to be nicer. We have to be softer. And we just have to cross our fingers and hope that they realize they've been given a break and they don't commit more crimes. That hope was not realized in Waukesha. Daryl Edward Brooks Jr. was given break after break after break after break. And because of the unfairness, the wealth gap in America... People of color like Daryl Edward Brooks Jr. can't post high bonds the way perhaps a white suspect who's been arrested on multiple violent crimes can. You know, because white people have all the money in this systemically racist white privileged society, and people of color don't have any money. They can't afford to post bond. So therefore, we have to give them no bond or low bond, no matter what they've done. Because equity... Because it's all about equity. And that leads us to where we are today. In a 2019 paper about criminal justice reform, Milwaukee County District Attorney John Chisholm wrote, When we pay too little attention to the underlying causes and characteristics of individuals in the criminal justice system, we make significant errors which can lead to greater problems, end quote. In other words, 
we shouldn't be in the business of just watching people commit crimes, arresting them and locking them up for them. We should try to find out what are the underlying causes that made them commit those crimes. Because that'll be a good way to keep them out of the criminal justice system. Does that sound familiar? It should. It's exactly what another uh, progressive communist lunatic like Kamala Harris is doing about the southern border. Yeah. Well, people are crossing the border in human trafficking, gang members, bringing um, uh, fentanyl and other drugs into the United States, but we don't need to stop, the, to stop them at the border. We need to go into the other countries where they came from and find out what are the underlying causes that are making them do these things. Meanwhile, people die. Yesterday, this district attorney, John Chisholm, conceded that, yes, he had set a, quote, inappropriate, inappropriately low bail amount, end quote, earlier this month when Daryl Edward Brooks Jr. was arrested for domestic abuse and eluding police. Chisholm has been a leading figure among the progressive prosecutors killing Americans. Left-wing lawmen who favored diversionary programs and community building to locking up criminals. His handling of the Brooks case is already sparking blowback to their left-wing growing influence over the justice system, much of which has been boosted by the financial contributions from the left-wing billionaire Nazi George Soros. The Washington Free Beacon reporting on this this morning. Chisholm, who was elected in uh, 2007, supports deferrals for some misdemeanors and low-level felonies in order to cut down on incarcerations. He's taking credit for inspiring a new wave of prosecutors in cities like San Francisco, St. Louis, and Philadelphia, who have enacted similar reforms. Chisholm congratulated San Francisco DA Chesa Bowden following his election in 2019, and the pair spoke at a forum earlier this year on the status of the progressive prosecutor movement. Chisholm and Bowden and other progressives support reforms to the cash bail system, which they say criminalizes poverty. He's acknowledged that his reform-minded approach could put murderers back on the streets of places like Milwaukee. Now this quote that I'm about to give you is from 2007. 2007 is when he was elected. And he was elected on a platform of being soft on crime and soft on criminals and trying to bring equity to the criminal justice system. He said to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel in 2007, the year he was elected district attorney, and I quote, Is there going to be an individual I divert or I put into a treatment program who's going to go out and kill somebody? You bet. Guaranteed. It's guaranteed to happen. It does not invalidate the overall approach. End quote. Did that sink in yet? This left-wing, progressive district attorney said, I would rather let people die at the hands of people that I set free, violent criminals that I set free with low or no bail, I would rather let people die than to admit and acknowledge that the overall approach to allowing violent people to remain on the streets is a poor one. Chisholm said his office recommended just a $1,000 bail for Brooks following his arrest on November 5th on charges that he punched his girlfriend in the face 
and hit her with his vehicle. In something of a, of a prescient event, a foreboding prescient event in which he hit her with his vehicle in a gas station parking lot. The woman said they have a child together. Brooks was also charged with eluding police officers when they arrived to take him into custody that day. A review of Wisconsin court records shows Brooks may have been a familiar figure to Chisholm, given that he has been arrested and charged about a half a dozen times in Milwaukee County during Chisholm's tenure from 2007 until today. He posted bail on November 11th. On Sunday, he drove his red SUV into a holiday parade in Waukesha, killing five, wounding dozens more, and we don't know how many of those are going to survive. Chisholm said yesterday he's reviewing the bail decision in the earlier case, saying it was not high enough for a violent crime. Now, after deaths that he predicted would happen on his watch, after they happen now, he's expressing some uh, second thoughts. He knew it was going to happen. Brooks' release this month is not the first time he's been freed after prosecutors lowered his bail. His criminal rap sheet dates back to 1999. Career thug criminal. And he was released from jail in February after posting just a $500 bail, courtesy of the D.A. Chisholm, on charges of reckless endangerment and felony possession of a firearm. The bail was initially set at $10,000, $10,000, drastically lowered by Chisholm because the case was put on hold due to a, a backlog created by the pandemic. So let's put more criminals on the street during the pandemic because of the backlog in the court system. $500, you can go now. He had two open felony cases in Milwaukee County both involving violent crimes. One is the domestic violence incident that I just told you about, occurred uh, November 2nd. The other one dates back to July of last year, when he had a fistfight with his nephew over an old cell phone. He fired a 9mm Beretta at his nephew's car as he drove away. He was arrested with the gun and a small amount of methamphetamine. His crimes range from marijuana possession to domestic abuse to weapons violations since 2011. He's a career criminal who needed to be locked up while he awaited his trial. But the district attorney, District Attorney Chisholm, one of the leaders in the progressive prosecutor movement in this country, to be nicer and kinder and softer and more lenient on violent criminals in an effort to bring equity to the criminal justice system, he got people killed and this is the reality of 2021 america this is the reality of democrat controlled america democrats controlling the criminal justice system leads to death for lord knows how many innocent people democrats controlling legislatures leads to death for lord knows how many individuals democrats controlling mayor's offices and city councils lead to death of countless defenseless innocent people and again the vast majority of those are you listening black lives matter the vast majority of those innocent victims are black lives do they matter to you or do they not because if they do and blm means anything you will join us in trying to refund the police 
and strengthen our laws and get rid of soft-on-crime progressive prosecutors like this who are getting more and more minorities among the general population killed. We'll be right back. you're looking for more examples of what I'm talking about, i got another headline for you. Completely different, but in the same exact, uh, same exact field. Soft on crime, prosecutors and judges lead to horrific consequences for innocent people. And the latest example of that, of course, would be the San Francisco Bay Area. Because the Bay Area yesterday faced its third consecutive day of brazen shoplifting. A group of about 40 to 50 teenage looters wielding hammers smashed glass cases uh, of a Hayward, California jewelry store and ran off with untold amounts of goods, untold dollars in stolen jewelry at about 5.30 on Sunday. Why are they so brazen? Why are they doing this in daylight? Because they can't be prosecuted. If each of them steals less than $1,000 worth of stuff, none of them will be prosecuted. And if they are, it would only be with misdemeanors. Because that's what the left-wingers in San Francisco do. This is the law that they passed. And by the way, it's not $950 or less, or you know, less than $1,000 in, in uh, a day. It's per store. So these people can go from one store to another, to another, to another. Each of them steal less than $1,000 and walk out with impunity. The suspects uh, reportedly ran into other stores at the Southland Mall, walked away with clothes and shoes. Police do not know how many items or what dollar amount was stolen. About an hour later in San Jose, a group of suspects entered a Lululemon store in the outdoor mall there on Santana Row, and took an untold amount of merchandise before fleeing the scene. Again, not being chased. Police not even responding. This comes one day after a theft of 80 brazen shoplifters and went into a Nordstrom in Walnut Creek, California. Three people were arrested in that incident, in which three employees, by the way, were injured, but they're only going to be charged if their numbers are under $1,000 with a misdemeanor, which means slap on the wrist. And nothing. Please go about your day. And back on Friday, a Louis Vuitton store in San Francisco was targeted and ransacked by a group of more than a dozen thieves. Residents and the business owners in the area cite the 2014 law that downgraded the theft of property at less than $950 in value from a felony to a misdemeanor for the rise in thefts. They also blame woke San Francisco DA Chesa Bowden for the rise in crime, he now faces a recall election in the fury over his soft on crime stance. And you might say, well, all of that's bad, Bob, but it's just property. It's just goods. It's not killing people like the example you gave in Waukesha. And you know, you're right. It isn't directly. But how many people's lives are disrupted and put into serious jeopardy when these businesses are destroyed and closed. Employees suddenly don't have jobs. They don't have hours to go and make their money and pay their bills. Employers, the business owners, lose, who knows, untold thousands, if not tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars in merchandise, and then their insurance is going to go up. 
It has a deleterious impact on the entire community when prosecutors are soft and judges are soft on crime by ideological platform. And police aren't allowed to do a doggone thing about it. The American left is killing people in America, period, point blank, every single day. And the mainstream media speaks not of it. Mike Gibbons will join us to talk crime and more coming up on AM 1420, The Answer. All right, 938, let's continue on AM 1420, The Answer. Talk about what's going on around this country. Let's talk about talk about what's going on in our state. Let's talk about the upcoming uh, Republican primary for the senatorial race. Rob Portman is stepping down. We have been talking to uh, almost, in fact, not almost, I think just about every uh, candidate in the GOP primary as these weeks have gone by. We will continue to do so. And this morning, I'm privileged to say good morning once again to Mike Gibbons, who is an exceptional uh, candidate. I really, really like Mike, as I do many of the other candidates in this field. He is a highly successful businessman and banker. And uh, Mike Gibbons joins us now on AM 1420, The Answer. Mike, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Bob. I'm great. Mike Gibbons, uh, there's so much to talk about. I want to talk about the Senate <laughs> forum that you engaged in on uh, last Thursday in Strongsville and talk about the uh, the way that maybe you're trying to separate yourselves from your competitors. But I want to ask you a few things about what's going on in our country right now because it is going to be incumbent upon our leadership at the highest levels of government, and there is no higher level than the United States Senate other than the chief executive himself. Uh, but, Mike, crime is running rampant in this country. We are seeing more homicides, record numbers of homicides in almost all American big cities this year and last year. We have seen a conscious movement in many locations to defund the police, to abolish the police, to tie the police officers' hands, to create civilian uh, commissions to judge police as to whether or not they're doing their jobs correctly which is leading to police officers not being able to proactively police. We're seeing left-wing activist prosecutors and judges putting in place um, uh, rules and laws like the one in California and the Bay Area in which if you steal less than $1,000 worth of stuff, it's only a misdemeanor, and they're not even going to chase you. Uh, it's destroying businesses and destroying lives. And as we saw the most recent example, Mike Gibbons, on Sunday, left-wing, soft-on-crime, low-or-no-bail prosecutors like the one in Milwaukee County, Wisconsin, which is where the Waukesha Christmas Parade was was ravaged by a yes. career criminal who was let out on bail two days earlier on $1,000 despite having multiple felony charges against him. I said it at the top of my show, and I love your reaction, Mike Gibbons. Left-wing, soft-on-crime policies in all of the areas I just described are killing people. They have blood on their hands. Go ahead, Mike. No, I, I think you're absolutely right. They've, they're building this uh, false narrative that uh, that somehow this crime is being caused uh, uh, 
by by policemen that are are, are too tough on criminals. It's uh, it's it's a false narrative. It's it's a common sense thing, Bob. You let people go that are criminals, uh, you're going to get more crime, and we do. Crime's up about 30 percent, I believe, since since last year. And uh, you know they've emboldened the criminals. And, uh, and and you know if you tried to screw up this country, could you do any better uh, than the Democrats are doing right now? It, it, you know, it, I, 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 could you possibly? Think of something Joe Biden could do or say uh, that's that would not be in furtherance of screwing the country up. It, it's it's beyond belief that this is who we have representing us now. So, Mike, tell me what you would bring to the United States Senate, particularly in this area. Now, we're going to talk about inflation, and we're going to talk about jobs, and we're going to talk about national security, and we're going to talk about foreign policy. But as it pertains to crime across America, I know being... Well, I mean, I, I, Go ahead. I, I, you can't talk to anybody that believes in law and order more than I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I believe that everything that's gone on, uh, you know, the, uh, what, what, what the left has tried to do with our, with our police, uh, you know, they've emboldened the criminals. The, the, uh, the, the, the police feel like they're not valued anymore. Uh, consequently, you're seeing huge numbers of them Resign. I mean, it's unprecedented what's going on among uh, among people that have devoted their life to law and order. And uh, and and we have an administration. We have a Democrat party uh, that actually feels that's a good thing. And they will reap what they sow. And uh, you know, Americans aren't stupid. Uh, they see what's going on. And I think they'll they'll feel this whirlwind uh, in in the next election. Everything they are doing. Is, uh, is 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 unacceptable to to the bulk of Americans right now, and uh, and I think you know you can't see an immediate reaction because the elections only come so often. But I believe you're going to see a complete uh, red sweep in, uh, in in 2022. Do you think that red sweep, Mike, is going to come from more red? slash conservative voters coming out or do you think that there are democrats or left-leaning centrists who have buyer's remorse who are going to flip their votes from blue to red to make that happen yeah i would say the bulk of people i know are republicans uh, i kind of prefer it that, that way but i have i have some democrat friends and uh, they kind of try to disclaim all this uh, you know they 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 don't say they're. They don't say they're going to vote Republican um, because they just can't conceive of that. Uh, but they don't like what's going on. And you know, at some point, uh, you know, kind of like J.D. Vance saying, "I'm, I'm going to have to hold my nose and vote for Hillary Clinton." Um, they may have to hold their nose and vote for Donald Trump because if they don't, um, you know, it's 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 going to be more of the same. We are talking with um, senatorial candidate Mike Gibbons, who is in a big, big fight with a whole lot of other uh, Republicans for the seat <laughs> currently held by uh, by um, uh, Rob Portman. Mike, let's talk about other issues going on right now as we approach uh, the holidays. Literally, Thanksgiving is two days away. Christmas is right around the corner. And everything that we use and that we do to celebrate these holidays, whether it be the giant meals to the gifts, is far more expensive yeah. than it was before. If we want to yeah. travel 
to see our loved ones or have our loved ones travel to see us, it's going to cost them a ton more in gasoline and airfare because of jet fuel, because of the extraordinary energy shortage being created by the Biden administration. Um, what what can people do? And moreover, again, you kind of just talked about how you think that most of the people uh, that you know are going to vote red in, in November and turn this thing around, but there's a lot of damage that can be done in the next 12 months before they have that chance. Yes, it? there is. Well, right, and, and the problem is we are really helpless right now. Uh, you know, we are uh, we have to listen to one idiotic thing coming out of the White House after another, and there's not much we can do. Yeah, unfortunately, and and hopefully this will um, get the independents and those Democrats that can see fit to making a good decision and get Republicans geared up and, and, and literally sweep these people out of office. Every time they get in office, we see this, but this is above and beyond. Um, and, Biden and, says he's uh, going to release 50, uh, 50 million barrels of oil <laughs> from the Strategic Reserve. You agree with that? Well, you know that's that's like a couple of days of, of consumption. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It, the Democrats believe the the government can control the free market, and they can't. I mean, they don't get it. Um, you know, I think our consumption's close to thirty uh, million barrels a day, and he's going to release fifty million barrels of oil. Uh, I mean, who's he kidding? And he thinks a concerted effort among all the governments of the world to put to go into their reserves. It's it's a joke. It, it's what what everything a Democrat usually does, which is virtue signaling. It's kind of what he's doing. It's it's the economic equivalent <clears throat> to, to virtue signaling. It means nothing. And until you know, he he sent the signal out when he was elected. You're an energy and gas or energy company. You are going to be, uh, you're going to be looked with disfavor. We're going to try to take away your uh, tax advantages, which really are tax advantages. They're, what they're doing is they're allowing them to deplete. Uh, they, they give them a depletion allowance. It allows them to write off what should be able to be written off, just like every other business. Um, and, and they think somehow that's some great advantage. Um, you know, you've got a controller of the currency that has been, uh, on record as saying she wants to see the oil and gas companies go go bankrupt. Um, you, you know, I and, and we have Sherrod Brown, our, our uh, only statewide Democrat office holder in Ohio, leading the charge to put somebody with def, you know definite Marxist beliefs in as the com- comptroller of the currency. It's it's astounding. This is this is Biden's ongoing effort to make his cabinet look like the bar scene in Star Wars. And, uh, and, and, and you've got to, I mean, I'm serious. I mean, that, that, you, you've got to right. have one of each. <laughs> no, you're exactly right. He, he made, he, well, yeah. he, here's the weird thing about it, Mike. He, he ran on that. He said he's going to have the most yes. diverse cabinet in history, not the most qualified, the most diverse, yeah. so that we're going to have, as you say, That's one right. of each. And I'm not even going to list them because it's, it just makes me, uh, you know, sick to my stomach to think about him. Yeah, doing it upsets thing, you but, for the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah it really does, and that, and that's astounding. <laughs> Let me ask you about foreign policy. He just had a um, three-hour Zoom call, if you will, with the uh, president of China, and Xi Jinping uh, was allowed to escape <laughs> uh, discussion on a number of very important things. He was not a 
addressed. Uh, Biden did not bring up with the uh, Chinese president uh, the obvious, which is the Wuhan laboratory that gave this pandemic to the world that is killing millions. Um, he yes. did not address the genocide of the Uyghur Muslims. He did not address the freedom uh, cries of the people of Hong Kong and Taiwan. Uh, it was just a, a little friendly, uh, friendly discussion with uh, with a with a trading partner. Um, all of that in mind, uh, Mike Gibbons. Do you think we should be sending our Olympic athletes to China, or should which, no, which, in some people no, some I people's don't. minds legitimizes what China is doing? So go ahead. No, the Chinese Communist Party is a criminal enterprise, and uh, and you know they believe that their system is the system of the future in the world, and you know all the, the left would like to defund the military, defund the police because they they're searching for this utopia. Um, or, or they believe there is a utopia out there. Uh, it's you know it's it, it's implicit in everything they say. Um, it's what they what they believe in is is really this whole postmodernism move uh, from from Marxism, which obviously didn't work. They're they're now they have this new theory that they're operating under, and uh, and and they just they don't believe there are bad people in the world. They believe that we're all going to sing Kumbaya and uh, in that China doesn't mean any harm. China wants to conquer the world, and they're doing it slowly and surely through a plan that they've been executing on literally since uh, Xi came into office. And, they, you know, Joe Biden is a weak president, and we're going to pay for having a weak president. If, these, if China moves on Taiwan, we have no idea the impact on our country, on our economy and on this country if we allow this to happen. And, you know, as you know, I have a, a son that's a Navy pilot, and, uh, and, and you know, I used to feel pretty good about the fact that Donald Trump was in the White House and he wasn't going to get into some ridiculous conflict. I don't feel the same way about Joe Biden. I think he'd sacrifice American uh, servicemen to, to further his political career, and, and I just don't trust the man. And, uh, and I, I'm, I'm very concerned about it. It's, uh, it's really very personal to me. Uh, with my son in that position, yeah, and and, uh, uh, and, and, and I understand and, that, and, and it should be to every every parent uh, or loved one or a husband or wife of somebody who is who is in the service. Uh, I completely concur. Right. Uh, it, it's a uh, it's a terrifying thought, Mike. Last thing, because we're short on time, I don't have time for a question on sure. the border at the moment. Just want to talk about um, the campaign. And again, you uh, sat alongside several of the opponents on Thursday, which was the third of these four series, uh, this uh, series of four panels uh, held by the Ohio Press Network. Um, yes. I'm hearing, I am hearing, and I'm not just saying this because you're on the air with me right now. I have said this online and on the air as well. I am hearing rave reviews about your performance in these uh, events, that you are really getting your message across. You are relating to the people, and it's reflective in the applause. And again, the uh, uh, the analysis that I get from people who have been there, I have not been to any of these yet. So it sounds like you're doing very well. How do you feel you are separating yourself from your opponents? Well, you know, Bob, I actually try to answer the question. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if I'm the fourth or fifth person to answer the question... I oftentimes have to have it repeated because none of the answers reflect at all on what the question was. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm tired of politicians answering the question that they want to answer instead of the question that is asked. And, uh, and, and, and I answer the question. That's, I, mean, I, I believe that's why the audience does respond that way. 
Um, it, it's 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 astounding that you can get up and give a campaign stump speech to answer the same one to every single question that's asked. And I, I'm watching that among my opponents uh, in in virtually every one of these these forums. This is actually the sixth forum. Uh, the, the last one was the sixth forum. There's been other Freedom Works and some other uh, uh, conservative groups have. have uh, Okay, yeah, I'm just counting. Yeah, the ones I, the ones yeah. I've been watching closely because I work with right. Jack Windsor uh, have been the uh, the Ohio Press right. Network ones. So Jack those are the ones that I'm getting job. the reports on. Yeah. So Jack if you're doing as job. well, hey, hey, Mike, if you're doing as well in the other ones as you are that I've heard in these ones, then I think things are going great for you in your campaign <laughs> so far. No, so. it's it's going well. We're on plan. We 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 had a plan when we started. Uh, I've been blessed with some very good, uh, knowledgeable campaign people. Uh, in, in, including one of the best media guys in the country, if not the best, and, mm-hmm. and we're on track. Uh, we're, uh, you know, right now, uh, in, in every poll that we see, we're, we've moved into second place and, uh, second or third, but w- within our polling, we're, we're happy with the way things are coming out. And, uh, we expect to overtake the field here and, and in the next month or so, and, and we're going to keep right on going. Well, Mike Gibbons, U.S. Senate candidate, it's a pleasure to talk with you. I wish you the best of luck in the in the uh, continuing campaign. Indeed, I know uh, I'll talk to you again. And uh, yes, to, to you and your family, uh, a very blessed and happy Thanksgiving. The same to you, Bob. And uh, let's see if Ball State can't come home a victor this week. That, that would be nice. They get a, <laughs> it's a season finales tonight. They need this win to be bowl eligible. So they got to beat Buffalo tonight. Yes, they do. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. All right, that's Mike Gibbons, Senate candidate. It's 9.54. We'll take a time out here and come right back. AM 1420, the answer. continued. Don't forget, Kersenau after the top of the hour, he's loaded. He is loaded and ready to go, I promise you. Locked and loaded, that is. I don't mean drunk. It's too early for that. Uh, <laughs> now, Peter's locked and loaded on all of the issues that you're going to want to talk about and listen to him about at uh, about 10.10. To follow up briefly on what I was talking about in my monologue before we spoke, spoke to uh, Mike Gibbons, and by the way, terrific, terrific conversation with Mike Gibbons. Really appreciated that. About uh, the left wing in this country being soft on crime. Uh, yesterday I played for you chants in Portland, Oregon by left, left wingers, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, chanting the name of a white child rapist. A white child rapist. And when I say child rapist, I don't mean one time, I mean multiple times. A white child rapist by the name of Joseph Joseph Rosenbaum. His name, Joseph Rosenbaum. They're worshiping a child rapist. Why? Well, because that child rapist was killed by Kyle Rittenhouse as he tried to kill Kyle Rittenhouse. And Kyle Rittenhouse represents the right and white supremacy somehow, some way. Therefore, the person he shot must be a victim of white supremacists. So they laud him. Criminals are treated like uh, heroes in leftist America. And if not outright heroes, they are excused from their crimes because they've had too hard of a life, particularly if they're, if they're minorities, if they're people of color in the systemically racist country that they've been raised in. And so they are given excuses, they are given, uh, they're given passes, they are told you don't have to go to jail and stay there while we await your trial, even if you're violent and a threat to the community. 
It's just, it's just the most bizarre, soft-on-crime approach that the progressives have undertaken here that you, you've ever heard. And I just want to give you an example of what I'm talking about here in two seconds. I have two headlines in front of me. Both of them are from today, this morning, as I prepared my show. It was about 6.30, and I read this headline in the New York Post. Thomas Jefferson statue removed from City Hall. After 187 years, Thomas Jefferson now is the enemy. Thomas Jefferson, one of the founding fathers of this republic, is now canceled, removed from New York City Hall after 187 years. A little bit later on in my show preparation this morning, I came across this headline in the Daily Wire. Catholic University hangs painting that presents George Floyd as Jesus. Did you hear that? Thomas Jefferson's statue removed after 187 years. George Floyd as Jesus painting hung by Catholic University. This is what Democrats have brought. This is what leftist America in 2021 looks like. The founding fathers, the people that we owe our entire lives to, and the entire entirety of this this nation the greatest force for good in the history of humankind he's canceled a career criminal a violent criminal a drug dealing and drug abusing criminal is now sainted as being compared to jesus christ now you ponder that during the news and we'll be back with peter curse now on am 1420 the answer Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.